Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Washing our hands with soap and water is the number one way to kill and remove bacteria and viruses, but we're not always just hanging around a sink when we need one. That's why a little bottle of hand sanitizer comes in very, well, handy. So portable, so easy, pretty effective. Of course, in the early days of the novel coronavirus pandemic, the United States ran into a shortage of hand sanitizer. But many distilleries came to the rescue. They had lots of alcohol on hand, or the means to order it, so they pivoted to manufacturing bottles of hand sanitizer to help fill local gaps in supply. But is the alcohol in whiskey or vodka the same as alcohol in regular store-bought hand sanitizer? The short answer is not exactly, but it's fine to use either as a disinfectant. Here's why. The most common hand sanitizers use isopropyl alcohol, sometimes called isopropanol or rubbing alcohol. You might have a bottle of it under your bathroom sink. And you cannot drink this stuff. It will make you sick, and it will not make you drunk. The alcohol that we humans do drink is ethyl alcohol, sometimes called ethanol or grain alcohol. You might have a bottle of this in your liquor cabinet or a diluted version in your fridge since it's the kind of alcohol we talk about when we talk about any alcoholic beverage, be it beer, wine, liquor, or otherwise. Different human bodies react differently to it, but small amounts generally won't make you sick, and it can definitely get you drunk. Now, ethyl and isopropyl alcohols have sort of similar molecular structures. Both consist, as all compounds that we call alcohols consist, of at least one molecule of oxygen plus hydrogen bound to an atom of carbon. But beyond that, their chemical variations are enough to make one drinkable and one dangerous to ingest. But when it comes to hand sanitizer, they work the same way. Research into exactly how it works is still ongoing, but they both seem to muck around with the structure of proteins and lipids in viruses and bacteria. They can dissolve membranes and disrupt inner function, which kills those germs. For hand sanitizer, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends a solution of between 65 to 95% alcohol using either ethyl or isopropyl alcohol to get the job done. But if a little alcohol is good at killing germs, isn't more better? Why stop at 65 or 70% alcohol when you can go all the way to 100%? Well, because it turns out that 100% alcohol is actually less effective at dealing death to those dastardly diseases. When the alcohol begins to do its work on bacteria, for instance, the injury to the cell's outer wall can cause the bacteria to form a protective shell around itself. That's bad. Viruses don't form those protective shells, but higher concentrations of alcohol also evaporate very quickly, maybe before it could have the chance to penetrate the virus's outer walls. That's also bad. Adding ingredients that evaporate more slowly than alcohol means the alcohol in the solution lingers longer on your hands. So adding stuff like water, hydrogen peroxide, glycerol, and aloe can make the solution even more effective. That evaporation factors into our comfort, too. Ethanol is more dehydrating, and we can feel that when we use it on our skin. It can make our skin feel tight and dry. Isopropyl alcohol evaporates more quickly, but it doesn't dry out our hands so badly. That same super-quick evaporation rate is why we use rubbing alcohol to clean electronics. By the way, isopropyl alcohol got the more common name rubbing alcohol in the 1920s because it was used in liquids or lotions that were 
rubbed into the skin for health and healing. This was also the Prohibition era, so this good alcohol needed to be set apart from the bad ethyl alcohol that was banned at the time, thanks to the 18th Amendment. Bravo to those distilleries who have been turning it back into a health product in these are COVID times. Today's episode was written by Kristen Hall Geisler and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other high-proof topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.